As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Defining Audacity radio show and podcast is on now. He's going in there and he is wiping your waffle cone on his butt. That's weird. Now you got angry blonde chick on your hands. Shauna and Drew are about to go wheels off while inspiring you to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. Here they are, in all their glory, Drew Myers and Shauna Glenn. I bet someone is about to say, let's ride. Howdy, this is the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. We're at Shauna Glenn's house today. Yes, we are. It is for sale, so if you want to buy it, come on. That sounded like a commercial. (laughs) (laughs) You know what Jeff said last night? I don't think our house is ever going to sell. It's been on the market for 15 minutes. I know. He was really in a downer mood last night, so I just, like, let him talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> womp, womp. Now, we are recording this on President's Day, and I have my children with me. Mm-hmm. Tanya has recurring training. This is something that flight attendants do. She flew down to Houston to get trained up on... Even more certified. How to pass out pretzels more efficiently or <laughs> serve Diet Cokes. Okay, they do better. a lot more... Do they? Don't downplay her job, her career. They do a lot more than pass out pretzels. Well, let me say this. Yes, they do, but they're just preparing them for things they never have to do. Does that make sense? I thought you meant like Tanya's job just prepares people for death. No. (laughs) They're just preparing them to deploy that little rubber slide if something goes down. Yeah. But has she ever had to do that? No. Thank goodness. She's been flying for almost 20 years. Thank goodness she hasn't had to do that. Has she ever had to, I don't know. Tell everybody to scream, put your head between your knees. And kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. Has she ever had to do that? I don't think so. Well, thank goodness. So that's why I say pretzels and Diet Coke. Let's knock on wood. I don't know. Anyway, she had to fly to Houston to do recurring training. So I've got the kids today. And I'm home too with a um, teenager who had her wisdom teeth out this morning. Is she being a... Titty baby no, she? no, she's not. She just would not stop talking. I mean, oh. nonstop talking, like talk, 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 talk. And every time she would start talking, her bloody gauze would fall out of her mouth. Okay. And she just kept handing it to me. Okay. And I was like, stop handing me your gauze. Keep your mouth shut. And she was like, boy, that was fast. Is it over? That, how long did that take? Did the nurse do it or did the doctor do it? I'm like, well, the dentist did it. And um, is it over? I can't believe it's over. What did I say before I went to sleep? I mean, on and on and on and on and on. And the, this bloody cotton kept falling out of her. I'm like, stop talking because you're losing your gauze. So I've been having to like pack her face with gauze. And finally, I just remember the nurse telling me that here's some medication for nausea and that will make her really sleepy. So I went, ding, 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 ding. I said, here, Harley, this is for nausea. She goes, I'm not nauseous. I said, yes, you are. And she swallowed it. She's been asleep ever since. I have to keep going. I have to set my timer for 30 minutes. To make sure she's not dead? No, every 30 minutes I have to change her ice packs on her face. Okay. So that's my day. Is she on pain meds? No. That's good. They have a new thing that they're doing now. They give you an injection of this long-lasting medication. It's a, like a slow-release um, pain meds because because so many people are abusing opioids right. that they gave me the option of, do you want hydrocodone for after? Oh, or do, hell no. Or do you want, um, we for $200 more, we can give her this injection and this pain injection, and it'll last like four or five days. So we did that. 
worth every penny. Yeah. Because rehab is a lot more expensive well, than the two hundred dollar shot. Well, here's the bonus to all that. They went ahead and gave me a prescription for hydrocodone, so I do have it, but I don't think we're gonna have to use it. Please throw that away and don't fill that for yourself. Well, I already filled it. And I will keep it if I want to. Oh, Lord. <laughs> when I got mine yanked out, as an adult. Oh, my gosh. I bet you were a baby. No, I wasn't. And I did not take any hydrocodone. Mm-hmm. I took the 800 milligram Tylenol that right. they also prescribed. Ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Ibuprofen. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I refuse to take that stuff. I hate how it makes me feel. And it terrifies me to get addicted to it. Brett Favre style. But do you have an addictive personality? Because I don't feel like you do. In regards to substance, no. I don't. Okay. But there are things I can get addicted to, I guess. Sudoku. Tetris. (laughs) Tetris. In in college. What year is this? I was addicted to Tetris, freshman year of college. Anyway. Huh. Thank you for tuning in to Defining Audacity. There's something I want to share with you before we get into the show today. Okay. I have altered my diet, my veganish gluten-free diet. Okay. I am now what people call, I've added fish and eggs back in. Okay. What is that called? You're a pes... Yes, yes, You're pesca-ova-tarian. Because ova is when you add eggs and pesca is when you uh, add in fish. You're a pesca-ova-tarian. Okay. Um, You're a flexitarian is what you are. Okay. I don't like that. It's not as easy to say. But yes, people have told me that I am... Something that starts with a P. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pussitarian. <laughs> okay, I like that, pussitarian. I just felt like I was fighting for my calories, and I had to add that back in. So Okay. I've, ad- I've adjusted a little bit. I went almost three months straight mm-hmm. vegan, vegan-ish, yep. and I'm still off the gluten. And if I have the option to eat plant-based, I'm going to eat plant-based. Not just going to add the right. eggs and the fish to add the eggs and right. the fish. Right, just if you feel like you need it. Or if that's the only option available. Now, with all of that said, I need to share a awesome story about this lifestyle with you. And then I have one to share with you. Okay. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama for business last week. You and, were? Yes. I did not know you went out of town. Okay. You did not tell me. Okay. Okay. Who are you, my mother? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> So I was there and I decided to stay an extra night because there was a concert that I wanted to go see. Now, this is Valentine's night. That's important to know. And I wanted to go see Drew Holcomb. He was on tour with his wife, Ellie Holcomb, and they were playing in Birmingham, ironically enough. So I decided to stay an extra night to go to this show. And before the concert, I needed to grab a bite to eat. And I looked up vegan, gluten-free places in Birmingham. And I found this place. And to be honest with you, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh... The lab, maybe that's what it was called. Anyway, <laughs> the lab. It was part of a the hot, a hotel in downtown Birmingham, and they had a gluten free and vegan option. So I just popped in there on my way to the show. Well, it was Valentine's night, and I didn't have a reservation, mm-hmm. but they found me a little table. I mean, a little place up at the bar, and gave me the specialized menu <laughs> for the evening, which was not very gluten friendly or vegan friendly. Okay. So the waitress comes up because most restaurants do do that on Valentine's Day on special. Oh, sure, absolutely. They'll have a, yes. pr- they'll have a fixed menu. Yes, fixed menu. That's the way you say it. And I tell the waitress what's going on. I say this is choice. If I need to go a different route, I can, but. There's no allergies involved here. I'm not going to die if you accidentally give me gluten. And she said, okay, let me see what I can do. And I guess she goes and talks to somebody and the manager comes up and he said, what's going on? And I tell him again and he says, okay, let me go get the chef and have him come out and talk to you. And I said, is this happening? Is this real? Before I know it, the chef comes out and I explain to him again, what's happening. Vegan, And he said, he looks at me and he goes, do you like quinoa? And I'm like, I do. Do you like mushrooms? Yes. He goes, is there anything you won't eat? And I said, olives and cottage cheese. And he said, okay. <laughs> Gross. Tomatoes? Yes. What else? Oh, a kale? I said, absolutely. He said, okay. And then he looks at me and he goes, do you trust me? <laughs> and I said, I do. And he went back and he made this bowl of goodness. Nobody else in the restaurant got to have it except for this guy. Wow. Pretty cool story, Harry. That is very cool. I named him Steve. I can't remember his name, so I call him Chef Steve. <laughs> Chef Steve. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chef Steve. Maybe his real name is Stove, like in Bridesmaids. Do you remember that movie where I, Kristen Wiig is? She's like, she's taking some muscle relaxers or whatever, and she's drink, she's been drinking with them, so she's like wasted on the plane. 
And the flight attendant's name is Steve, and he's telling her to get back to her seat. And she's like, okay, stove. <laughs> I do remember that film. I don't remember that part. Did you so just watch funny. it? No. How do you remember that? Because that was probably the funniest scene in the whole movie no, it was when not. she was on the airplane. No, it wasn't. It's when they had Indian food, and they pooped in those bridesmaids' dresses. That's the funniest part of the movie. Anyway, you had a story? Oh, so Saturday, this past Saturday... Jeff was all excited. He said, get up, let's go. I want to go to the Tulip Farm up in Pilot Point, which is about an hour and 10 minutes away. It's like north of Denton. Wants to go to the what? The Tulip Farm. He's been researching it. He's been wanting to go. Is this a restaurant? No, it's a tulip farm. You know what a farm is. Do you know what tulips Uh, are? We're not going to do that. Okay. Okay. Because I'm not a dumbass. Well, you keep asking me. The Tulip Farm. It's a tulip farm. Okay, I think I'm confused because why the F did Jeff wake up on a Saturday morning and like, let's go to the tulip farm? Because he's 80. Dorky. (laughs) Okay, well, he's kind of dorky sometimes. Okay, so you guys are going to the tulip farm for some stupid reason. So we drive, we're having a nice time, we're listening to good music, we're chatting on the way, blah, 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 blah. We get up there, and there's a big sign out front that says, close, see you next season. Perfect. So... Uh-huh. We call the number on the on the gate, and it and the, of course the mailbox is full because people have been calling the tulip farm all winter, you know, obviously, uh-huh. and leaving messages mm-hmm. for them. So we look on the website on online, and it says it's open, and we're like, well, it's not. So I said, let's find a little cafe. We're up here. We're gonna. There's probably a cute cafe somewhere around here. We were three miles from downtown Aubrey. Aubrey is about as big as my dining room table. I've been to Aubrey. Salina is one of my community podcast partners, and, and you're a stone throw away from Salina. Okay. So we went to Aubrey. There was a, I looked on Yelp, the best restaurant in town is called Mom's. It's a little diner. So we pull into Mom's, go inside. We're right in between breakfast and lunch. So we said, can we, can we order off the lunch menu? And she goes, well, you can in about 15 minutes. So we just sat there and had some iced tea. Good while, Lord. This sounds like the worst trip ever. <laughs> while we were waiting. So we just had to, you know, make, I mean, everything on there was a meat dish. Yes. I'm not shocked. Mom likes her meat. Yes. Mom does like her meat. <laughs> she, she does. She likes her meat with her gravy, you know? I do. Yeah. So I, we just both had a veggie plate. But I didn't worry about, you know, are the mashed potatoes made with milk and butter? I mean, you just can't worry about all that. You're vegan-ish. Yeah. So I just had me some corn and some green beans, some macaroni. I mean, not macaroni and cheese. Oh, I wish I had macaroni and cheese. Mashed potatoes and uh, a dinner roll and a salad. And so that was good. Went next door. There was a cute little bakery. Got us a dozen cookies. Didn't worry about whether they were you know, vegan or not. So I'm saying we live it unless we're like put in a situation. I'm not going to not live my life. Right. But you didn't completely punt either. No, no. It's not like you got the meatloaf. No, no, no. We didn't eat any. side of we bacon. No, we didn't eat any. We didn't eat any meat. We haven't had any, any meat. Okay. And, stuff. and Jeff you, may add in eggs, but he, he almost doesn't want to like go there. That's how I felt also. Mm-hmm. But then I decided I'm just going to go there. Did you have massive diarrhea the first time you ate an egg? Um, no, not really. Okay. Not really, but a little bit? Uh, I mean, do you really want to know? No, I don't want to know. It was kind of like soft serve ice cream from Dairy Queen. Ew. You asked. But I didn't. I, then I said, I don't want to know. And then yeah. you went ahead but and But I was already, me. it was halfway out my mouth at that point. It had already passed my brain. And I can't stop it at that point. When it's <laughs> past my brain and working its way towards my lips, I can't stop it. That's like a typical guy right there. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> I hate that shit. Why do you hate? Do because you... I do not like to be grouped with other guys. I like oh, to be you don't? different. No. Well, you no. just called Jeff lame because he wanted to go to the tulip farm. Uh, yeah, and he's also lame because he didn't check to see if they were open. <laughs> we did too. It said opening mid February. What was this weekend? This past weekend, mid February, February fifteenth to be exact. Mm. Isn't that mid? Very, very, very subjective. I'm just saying. I'd have yeah. called in advance. <laughs> We should have, but it would have, that would have just gone straight to voicemail. That's what it did when we did call. Well, it turned into a very nice It was, it was Saturday a nice afternoon. Saturday morning. Yes. And we got to eat at mom's and there were some very, very nice people in Aubrey, Texas. So there you go. There you go. You're listening to Defining Audacity with Sean and Drew. We got a great show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are broadcasting from Shauna's dining room table. Yes. In West Fort Worth. Say it. Let's ride. 
Are you ready to give the status quo the middle finger? Drew and Shauna are. This is a Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Welcome back to Finding Audacity. I'm Drew. That's Shauna. I'm going to put you on the spot for half a second. Okay. We've been calling these segments Real Talk. Yes. Okay. We're not going to call them that anymore. Okay. Because Real Talk makes it sound real serious. It's not serious talk. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's just light and all over the map. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's call it something else. So I need to just brainstorm real quick what we're going to call these from now on, and then we're going to go right into it. Okay. What are we going to call them? We're going to... Another radio show, I think, calls it scatter shooting or something like that. We're yeah. not going to call it that. Not scatter shooting. No, that's stupid, and that's not Whoa, what we okay. are. No offense, Craig Miller, but we're not... Is that who says we're it? We're not the musers. Is that the musers yeah. that do it? Mm-hmm. I knew somebody did it. Okay. What are we That's call his it? Friday uh, morning thing. I, it's really I good. know too much about it's the show because really that's all I listen to. It's is strong. The ticket. Okay. What can we call it? So it's. What's wrong with real talk? No, because it's random and it's fun and light. Real talk makes it sound like we're getting deep. Oh. And it needs to be fun like and catchy. Life stuff. Life stuff. <laughs> Everyday BS. Oh, how about new shit, bigger pile? More shit, bigger pile? Huh. Let's call it Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, More shit, bigger pile. Good for the podcast, bad for the radio show. Okay, let's call it um, blabber mouth. Blabber mouth. Sure, that's what we're going to call it for right now. I'm sure that's going to change. Here we go with the segment. Or we can call it blah, blah, blah. Of blabber mouth. Yes. With Shauna and Drew. All right, do you have a couple things that you need to talk about? Because I do. Okay, you go and I'll think. Do you know what destination imagination is? Sounds like something that would be on Sesame Street. Okay, it is a competition, an academic competition for kids in the gifted and talented program. And my son got to compete in his first DI tournament this past weekend. Okay. Let me set it up for you real quick. (laughs) Sounds amazing. I flew back in from Birmingham to go straight to the tournament. The tournament was in North Fort Worth in Justin ISD, Northwest High School. And I didn't know what to expect. Crash has been practicing this DI practicing. stuff for a while. What? Practicing? Yeah, they have stuff after school uh-huh. to get ready for it. And I'm kind I just kind of pay attention to what's happening. <laughs> and I realize, you know, just being there on the fringe. It's an improv type deal. His particular category. There's an, an engineering category and there is a scientific category. My son's in the improv category. Okay. That's about as much as I know. Okay. Now my nephew, Jake has done really well in DI the last few years. He's gone to globals. Globals is the national tournament that includes some people from outside the country. So that's why they call it globals. Anyway. So I call my sister, Susan on my way to this tournament. So I'm driving from the airport over to Northwest High School in Justin, Texas. And I said, what am I about to get myself into? Mm -hmm. Because I have no clue. Why do you need to know in advance? Well, you know. Make sure you're wearing the right thing? No. um, I was dreading it. (laughs) I really was dreading it. Yeah. She said, you are about to be surrounded by thousands of people that have zero spatial awareness. Okay. I said, that's all you have for me? She goes, that's it. Kids and adults or both? both okay i said okay thank you talk to you later so i get there and it is straight insanity it is mayhem the way it works is there's two competitions there's what they call an instant challenge that parents don't get to watch Mm -hmm. and then they have the competition where parents do get to go in and watch okay okay so their instant challenge was at 10 30 that morning i got there about 10 30 So I wasn't even there to see them go into the instant challenge, but I was there when they came out. And then I hung around until they went into their competition. Okay. Okay. And my sister was right. No spatial awareness by children, by teachers, by parents, nobody. I'd be standing up against a wall. There'd be 20 feet to the left of me and 20 feet to the right of me of nobody around me. And the next thing I know, there are people standing shoulder to shoulder, touching Mm -hmm. me. And I would just move to another wall. 20 feet on either side of me, somebody would end up right next to me again. I just kept moving like that the whole day. And it was fine. And I just need to say this. It was a gigantic nerd fest. Was it boring? 
I was super bored. Yeah. Now the competition itself lasts probably seven minutes. They're giving, they're given a, a problem that they have to solve and they have to act it out improv style. And but it's a lot of waiting in between. Exactly. Exactly. So after that, I was able to leave and go get a bike to eat and mm-hmm. take a nap in my truck and watch. <laughs> oh yeah, I was exhausted. And then watch Breaking Bad on my phone while we waited for the award ceremony that night. Okay? Wow. Yes. Just a long day of... God, you let your kids do too many activities. I know. And this one, it's, oh. it's good because it's academic-based, but it, it's, it's nerdville. It truly is. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Just wait. So we show back up at 6.30 to go into the gymnasium at Northwest High School for the award ceremony. And I thought the entire day, minus the little performance that I got to watch, was so boring and nerdy. But then we got to the award ceremony and it took it to a whole nother level of nerdness. Yeah. And they, it drug on and on and on and on. And Crash's little category was the last award that they gave that night. Mm. And they won first place. Wow. Special recognition award also. So that means they get to go to state. Yikes. Are and you going to be out of town that weekend? No, I'm not. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It makes me rub my face. It's in Arlington in early April. It's right before my India trip. Mm. So I get to sit through that again. And it's two days this time. No. Yes. You must have days. done something really wrong in a past life. These were a couple of my takeaways from this, Shauna. Takeaway number one was I was kind of hoping my son failed. <laughs> Selfishly, I wanted him to fail because I didn't want to go to state. I definitely don't want to go to Globals because that's four days, I think, in Tennessee. Couldn't you have injured him just ever so slightly enough to He's where on you a team, though. I'd have to injure all of these kids. I'd have to have injured seven children. I, you know what? You should have taken eye drops, put it all in their bottle of water. They would have all gotten massive diarrhea. You could have all left. I think that's against the law. I don't think it is. I do. No, it's no, called no. poisoning. No, it's not poisoning. It's called accidental diarrhea. Okay. I also wanted him to fail because my son excels in most things that he does. And I just needed him to... Knock down a little bit? Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit. Is that bad to say as a parent? No. Okay. You're asking the wrong person. No, that's true. <laughs> I used to pray for like tornadoes so we wouldn't have to go to soccer tournaments. Oh, wow. That's extreme. Why? Tornadoes kill people. Um, okay, well... How about just maybe a l- lightning storm? No, because then they just delay it. <laughs> Lightning passes. But those tornadoes, they hang around all afternoon. (laughs) The other cool, this is a cool takeaway that I had from this experience. I asked Crash right before they went into their little performance. I said, are you nervous? And he said, no, sir. Why would I be nervous? He always says that before baseball tryouts. Well, I get nervous before I do speaking. You do? But this kid has like ice in his veins. So I thought. So he goes into the performance and I'm in there watching and I can see his hands shaking as he's doing this skit. So he comes out and I tell him, I'm so glad he's a good baseball player. (laughs) Is that rude to say? (laughs) After his performance, I say, I'm so glad you're a good baseball player. What? Don't judge me. I'm not. I'm just, uh, you guys deserve each other. (laughs) But I said, you were nervous, weren't you? And he said, I got really nervous up there. So, I, How many people were in the audience? Not much. It was just parents. Judge, there were six judges. So like 30, 50, 100? No, no, no. 20 tops. Okay. Oh, we were in okay. a school classroom Oh, with his coaches, oh. parents, and the judges. That's Did the it. coaches wear whistles? No, it's not like that. But they wore <laughs> knee-high <laughs> tube socks with stripes on them. But I like the fact that he got nervous. Yeah. Anyway, so there's my DI experience. Nerdville. I'll keep you posted after the oh, April I can't wait. tournament. I yes. can't wait. You should have known it was going to be a spatially awkward situation. Anything that's called destination imagination. That's just a, a polite way of giving kids the um, permission to act out. And calling it, oh, they just have an active imagination. Don't mind them bouncing off the walls. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little much. Yeah. It was either that or all be on ADD medication, so they did this. Okay, yeah, and that makes complete sense. <laughs> Do you have anything for yeah, our... Yeah, um, so... What are we calling this thing? Blah, blah, blah. No, it's something... Blabbermouth. Blabbermouth. I like it. Okay. What do you got for Blabbermouth? So last Wednesday, last week was the House of Shine event that I went yeah, to. Yeah, how night. was that? 
Well, so I was number two to to go. The way the way it was going was. <laughs> yes, you are number. I two. I am number two. And the way it was, it was like the first, you know, you get up there, they read a bio about you, then you come up to the front, then you talk about the thing that you picked that's being like given away, you know, and then you talk about the experience that you're auctioning off. So they didn't really give you that much time to tell your story or your message or anything. I just took the, the girl in front of me who went first. She kind of told a little bit of her story. She was the girl who was... Dropped ho- a nuclear bomb ho- on... No, homeless. Mm-hmm. No, she was homeless. And now she's this, she's had two of her, her three kids like on the streets in Dallas, you know, because she was homeless. And she's made oh, this pickle Lord. company and she's... You had I mean, to follow that up? Yeah. And so I just went, got up there and I said, I'm going to talk about all of this in a minute. You took I'm the silver spoon my- out of your mouth and then gave your spiel. I said... I just want to give you all a little peek into me. I said, I brought my mom here tonight. There's cute Deb over there. Shout of out course, to Deb. Of course, my mom, her face just drained oh. all of a sudden because she was like, what is she about to you say? You didn't tell her? Hey, I'm going to give you a shout out from the stage. And um, so I said, I called my mom and I said, be ready at 515. So I got to her house. I walked inside. She was ready to go. And I said, do me a favor. Do you have a disposable razor? And Deb comes out with like three and so I have an option. I have options. So I said, I'll just take the pink lady Bic razor. And, um, and she goes, well, do you want to go in the bathroom? I go, no, no, no. I'm going to take it with me. She goes, oh, okay. So we get in the car. I put it in reverse. I back out of her driveway and I get right. So the sun is just coming in on me, the perfect, so I can really see myself in all of its glory. And I pull down my, what is that thing? That mirror. mirror and I start shaving my chin. So I'm telling the story. So I said, I just want you to know that I groomed for you all <laughs> in the car. Please, God, tell me they laughed. They laughed so hard. Okay, good. Thank and goodness. I said, what if they hadn't? What if it was crickets? No, they wouldn't. Have, they were. It was funny because it was funny because that was just me being me and telling you just my mom afterwards. She said, I cannot believe you told that story. I go, why wouldn't I? Nobody expects anything else but me to just tell Mm, that's true. I mean, that's you. If, that's you. If I would have pooped my pants a little bit, I would have said that. Mm, you know? Yeah, shaving your chin is so much better than you dribbling in your pants. Yeah. So I did. I just said, so I, I groomed myself for you, for you all. So anyway, um, that was the story that I that I told just to lighten the mood because it was kind of heavy, you know, before. And then everyone after me, well, Kelly Raspberry told, she was funny. Um, but it was because we had to answer these questions that we were given. And my question was really, it was the question I told you. Right. And I told if what, you had three extra hours in the day. Yes. And I, and I said, I think a responsible person would say, start of, you know, start a nonprofit or da, 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 da. But I'm going to tell you what I would really do. And I would drink wine, watch Netflix and order shit online. Did you cuss? Maybe. I might have said shit. Oh. It was fine. These are w- real women. I mean, this wasn't, it wasn't church. Although I've been to church and they cuss like sailors. Okay. So anyway. So did you win? Did I win what? There was no winning. The competition. There was no competition. They didn't vote who had the best speech or had the best answer or who had the best story or who was dressed the cutest. No, no, or no. Or who had the least hairiest chin. <laughs> no, but nothing. I would have won that because I was freshly shaven. I think if you shave it like that, it grows back. No, 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 no. You have to shave it if you if if you don't want to get laser, then you can pluck it. But if you want, if you get laser treatments like I do, you have to shave it. Okay. <laughs> People are like, "What is going on? This this show has gone way off." No, track. it's it's good. It's good. They want to hear about this. So, congratulations on getting that honor. Yeah, and- thank you. That was a really it was a really nice. Um, evening, I've had people reach out to me, start following me on Instagram who didn't know who I was before and message me and ask me certain things and tell me th- certain things. So, um, that's good. No, it was really good. That's good. Yeah. That was, it was worth doing. I think, um, a lot of money was raised for house of shine. They're, they're going to build a, uh, standalone buildings right now. They're doing it out of the, the person who started it. They're still doing it out of her house. When do men get involved? When do what? When do the men get involved? When is the men's night? When is the... Oh my gosh. Is this the card we're going to play? I'm just curious. Is it a... What is House of Shine? It is an organization that helps kids see their full potential and see and, and bring out what makes them shine. So okay. boys, girls, school age kids. Okay. So when do the men get involved? Is it just women that run House of Shine? I only saw women there. 
The, the, the photographer was a guy. Okay, good. <laughs> the hired help was a guy. The wait staff, they were all guys. It was it was good though. We had a it was a nice it was a nice event. I had a full table of people who came and um my mom bought a table and so we you know, I had lots of people there that I knew and um Harley came, you know, my kids came and it was very fun. Okay. Yeah. That reminds me of another story for Blabbermouth. Is okay. That, is that what we call it? Blabbermouth? Yeah. It's a short story. It's about grooming. Okay. I had my ears waxed. Okay, what does that mean? You had them waxed where? Right here on the where I had hair growing out of your ears that I couldn't control anymore. I couldn't pluck or shave. So somebody shoved wax in there. Yes, they couldn't just use the wax that's already in your ear. I take care of my ears pretty well, and that doesn't (laughs) do the same thing. And I'm going to tell you something. Okay, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What do you mean? The warmth of the wax going in my ear. Were you scared that moment right before the hair no, was going to be yanked out? No, like you were worried, like no. anticipating if it was going to hurt? No, because it's never really hurt. Even when I pluck it, it doesn't Ooh. hurt. Have you ever plucked hair out of your nose? That does hurt. That makes me cry. I know. Oh, awful. And the lady said, have you ever thought about doing your nose? And I said, no, I'll continue to take care of that. <laughs> but she done. yanked the wax out of my ear. Mm-hmm. And then she showed me the thing Gross. with all the little hair on there. It was, I'm going to do it on the regular. Is okay. that too much information? Yeah, I think you should keep all that to yourself. No, it's good. And I'm endorsing it for other men okay. to go in there go and get that your, taken care of. Now, where'd you have that done? Like at the rub and tug? Yes. Then they asked me if I wanted a hand job. <laughs> they re- You're t- like, no, just the earwax. <laughs> <laughs> you want more? Yes, I don't. <laughs> All right, so you got one more for Blabbermouth. Oh, God. Did that make you think of another story? Um, Earwax, rub and tug. That's what happens. I say something, and it makes you think of a, a personal story as well. Oh, um, eh, I don't know. I think, I mean, I, I told you about Harley. That was what happened today. That was kind of funny. The bloody gauze. Okay. Um, hopefully she's okay. <laughs> I checked on her in a while. <laughs> We're going to go to a break real quick and let you check on your daughter. And then we're going to come back and talk about parenting. Since I have my kids today, I think we need to talk about parenting. Okay, sounds good. All right, you're listening to Defining Audacity with Drew and Shauna. We'll be right back. Life is short. Give yourself permission to go wheels off. This is the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast with Shauna and Drew. Welcome back to Defining Audacity. I'm Shauna. He's Drew. Let's talk about parenting. Let's do. My favorite subject. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I love to talk about parenting. Because you think you've got it all figured out? <laughs> no, that would be you. We've talked about that. <laughs> I don't think I've got it all figured out. You're so touchy. I think I'm really good at it. I'm better than most. I'm in the 99th percentile, <laughs> but I don't have it figured out. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Oh my God. We both have our kids today. Yours is recovering from wisdom teeth extraction, yes. and then my kids are just general out, pains in the butt out of school for president's day not pains in the butts at all oh i know they're adorable you know why they're not pains in the butts because you don't allow them to be it's funny you say that that's a good segue into our list mania today <laughs> 22 discipline ideas for dads why this is a dad what thing stupid website did you get this from this is from my all pro dad oh, good i got Lord. this in my email today okay. so what i want to do is a is this just for dads debunk that and then also see how you feel about it as a mom of four children okay and a grandmother of four children no five six but five living so what what do i say six yes you can say five but isn't it more than that well no presley has four and emerson passed she had five and Bennett, that's six. But then Lindsay is pregnant, so that's one coming on the way. And Riley's pregnant. No, she's not. Oh, okay. So you have a bunch of grandkids. Uh-huh. You have an army of grandkids. That's what I'm going to say, an army of grandkids, because okay. I'm going to leave one out. I know it. Okay, so you just tell me if these are good tips or bad tips. Or, Discipline or ideas. Or just the tip. I don't hate that. <laughs> I really don't. I don't hate just the tip. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number one. Okay. Be firm, Shauna. You should be firm. I totally agree. These kids are not your friend. Nope. You be firm. You can be fair, but be firm. You don't have to yell. You can just look at them and be firm in your voice, and they will know you mean business. Sometimes yelling is okay. Oh, I've yelled. I've yelled as well. And I think that sets up the firm look 
if you will. Mm -hmm. So now I don't really even have to say anything. It's just a look that I give that's very, very firm. Yes. So I highly endorse number one on this list, be firm. I've said, how dare you when I'm very serious and those kids know I mean business. They are very afraid if mom says, how dare you? Mm. Yeah. That scared me. Yeah. You've said that before, but that really got me right there. I don't know. (laughs) Number two is be consistent. Yes. You agree with that? Yeah. Don't flip flop what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Pick your battles, but be consistent with them. My kids know what I stand for and what I don't stand for. Yes. I've told moms and dads early on when moms get upset because little, you know, Annabelle won't wear the dress with the socks with the matching hair bow and things like that. Listen, don't sweat the outfit. Let your kid wear what they want to wear as long as all their parts are covered. Yeah, well, that goes to number three is compromise. There you go. There it is. Pick your battles. Okay. Number Figure out what your hill to die on, and that's what you say. And That's and, what my wife says. But if that's not, if, if their length of their hair or if they, or what clothes they're wearing, you should see, I should pull out pictures of what Ethan used to wear. He used to wear all of his clothes backwards. His shirt backwards, his sh- pants backwards. He would wear two different colored Crocs. He was a hot mess. But I let him because it wasn't hurting anything. Was it embarrassing me? No, I just made sure I walked 25 feet away from him. Right. It's all good. Can't believe you let him wear Crocs. <laughs> really, that was that was a travesty. I agree. I should have been jailed. I agree. <laughs> Tanya says he'll die on. Yes. And I don't like that because it's so dramatic. But if something is important enough to me, I'm going to voice my opinion and I'm going to stand firm on it. Why do we have to add hill to die on? Well, you're the one who taught me that. I never said that before I met you. Well, and Tanya taught me somebody, probably her boyfriend (laughs) or somebody, said, why does your husband have all these hills to die on? So she says it all the time. All the time. All the time. Is that a hill to die on? Is that a hill to die on? No, but it bothers me, so I'm going to say something about it. Tell her that your hill to die on is her her saying hill to die on. (laughs) Okay, yes. Yes. Thank Say you. anything to me, Tanya, but my hill to die on is your hill to die on. So no more. They hill. cancel each other out. You're right, and I like that. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I should be a marriage counselor. I, you've said that before, and I totally disagree. <laughs> Number four is be assertive and specific. The example they give, stop throwing your food now is much better than cut that out. Mm. See, my kids know. I don't have to tell them what they're doing. They know what they're doing. What makes a kid all of a sudden throw food. I mean, kids are raised in a home knowing that this is not okay, right? Wouldn't you think? Yes. I don't think I've ever had to say don't throw your food because my kids wouldn't throw food. What if they were around just their friends, Uh no consequences, and food in front of them? Would they do it then? No. I don't think mine would either. Mm -mm. But there are kids out there that would. Yeah. I mean, you see it all the time. I just see it in the movies. I no, don't think it's real. it's real. It's real. I'm not like an all-out food fight. That is <laughs> the movies. But some kid picking up a roll and be like, hey, watch this, and just chunking it across the cafeteria, hitting some other kid in the face. Well, that's what boy, boys would do that. A girl would never throw a roll. Okay, time out. Let's jump on that real quick. A girl, girls don't do certain things that boys do. We don't have testosterone run, r- racing through our veins. I've told you this recently. And I'm going to tell you again, before Crash's basketball games, we get to watch the third and fourth grade girls play basketball. And what do they do? And there's a look in those girls' eyes that I don't like. It scares the bejesus out of me. Okay, I agree with you. They're going to take you down some other way, but they're not going to throw a roll Okay, you're your right, face. you're right. They're not going to throw a roll they're gonna in pay, the face. They're going to post a photo of you on, on social media that makes you look fat. They're going to like tell people you pick your boogers. I mean, they're going to do stuff like that to be they, hateful. They're going to rip out my heart and eat it. Now. Yes, that's the look that they have in their eyes. I, yes, so let's not give little girls a pass. <laughs> no, I'm not giving them a pass on that. I'm saying that they're not going to throw food. They're going to do something. What they're going to do is it's going to be worse because it's going to be like conniving and evil and may kill you. Okay. Yes, you're right. You're right. Number five on here is give choices. I think I'm going to disagree with the first number five on this list. Well, I've heard this before. 
say your kid wants to go to a dance and you pick two dresses that you're okay with, but don't frame it like that and say, what about this one or this one? You're okay with either of them. And then they feel like they have a choice in their life and some independence and free thinking, but really you're okay with it. Okay. This is the example that they gave in this particular article. Okay. Would you like to stop knocking the books off the shelf or would you like to go to your room? (laughs) That's a discipline problem. Okay. I would say, would you like broccoli or would you like green beans? Oh, sure. Yes. Choices in that way are okay, but not like this. Mm -hmm. How about... Would you like me to knock you upside the head or would you like to stop doing what you're doing? How about this? You stop knocking the books off the shelf and then you go to your room. You know what I mean? You're going to do both. Yeah. So I disagree with number five. Number six... Cut down on the warnings and don't ever count. I agree. <laughs> this is your third warning. No. Uh, five, four. <laughs> I've never counted. I've never, ever, ever counted. Oh. It cracks me up when parents count. Because if I get to three, you're dead meat. Yes. One, <laughs> two, two, and they drag two, two out. Two and a half. Two and three quarters. <laughs> But, and then they changed their way? No. We're not, no, we're not doing that. Oh. And the warnings. Um, Crash, Eiley, this is your one warning. Hail no. Stop doing it right now, and I won't kill you. <laughs> That's your choice. Yeah. Number seven, link consequences directly to the problem behavior. Don't forget clearly and simply to explain what you're doing and why. I'm taking away your hammer because you hit me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or I asked you not to take that egg out of the fridge and you didn't listen to me. Wait, why now can't you'll they have take, to help me clean it up. Why can't they take the egg out of the fridge? Because they're going to drop it on the floor, I guess. Yeah, I don't set rules like that. Don't take the egg out of the fridge. That sounds stupid. I mean, I, I get the don't hit me with a hammer thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of on board with that. Who are these children? <laughs> I told you not to take that egg out of the fridge. Throwing food and whacking their parents with a hammer. <laughs> Listen to this. We might have a bigger problem here. Listen to this. This is, this is a serious issue. And um, I have a friend who recently went through a divorce and her kids are struggling with it. Okay. Um, and she has a teenage boy. And he said something to her the other day. And... It is very, very unacceptable, and I don't like it. And I'm just going to say what it was. I'm not going to say, obviously, who the person is. But he called, he said, hey, mom, stop being a lazy bitch. (gasps) And I told her that she has to stop that behavior right now. Or he's going to continue it, A, and then he's also going to talk to other Did he hear it from his dad say it about his mom? I I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's hurtful. That is so hurtful. But... That goes right up there with hitting them with a hammer, but he hit her with his words. Hammer. Yes. Could you imagine? I can't imagine. Ethan, what? Can you imagine Ethan Glenn saying, stop being a lazy bitch? What would you do to him? I would slap him so hard across his face and yeah. he, he would be, I mean, he would be so grounded for so long. If I heard one of my children say that to my wife. Yeah. I would grab them by the throat mm-hmm. and put them up against the wall while I dialed New Mexico Military Institute with the other hand. There's no New Mexico Military There Institute. is in Portales, New Mexico. Anyway, that's unacceptable. That and I felt so bad for her. I do her. feel bad for her, too. Um, but she's, she's navigating. She is navigating. Does she need backup? Because you got her? You got uh, her yeah, back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number eight is no banking. If you're imposing punishments or consequences, do it immediately. Don't put it off. I totally agree with that. I've the even if it even if it makes you have to change whatever plans you were doing. Th- that's no been one of the hardest things as a parent is punishing yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. is is following through with consequences that have, make me have to alter what I was going to do. Yes, the only time I had to bank it, and it was a short bank, a mini bank, if you will, an ATM, if you will. <laughs> we were driving in the car, and something was said from the third row. Um, something that was unacceptable, that was spank a spanking offense. Which kid? I. Uh, well, I mean, just name your favorite. Okay, I think it was <laughs> Crash. This is one of the only times Crash got a spanking, and I said, "I mean, we are two miles from the house." I said, "When we get home, I am going to spank your butt." 
and 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 I did. Yeah, when but I that's got not there. banking. That's not banking for very long. No, it's not banking for very long. But it's not like I pulled the car over and pulled him out and spanked him right there. Nope. Boy, that I let him think made, about it for two miles. That would have made some impact. Woo. So he had to think about it for two miles. That's the only time I quote unquote banked it. Number nine is keep it short. Once the punishment is over, get back to your life. I totally agree with that. Yeah, you don't have to go on and on and on. No, no, no. And I am a firm believer in this, and this may be later on in the list. If I punish my children, I ask them, do you know why you got your butt spanked? Do you know why I raised my voice? Do you know why I got so upset? Because I want them to know. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes, especially Eileen, because she's younger, she doesn't know. Right. So I have to explain it to her again. This is why I got so upset. And then you're over it? Yeah, I'm over it. Okay, good. You don't yeah, I don't, I don't hang on to it. You don't block them and... No, 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 no. Stop answering their calls. I approach parenting, I think I've mentioned it on this show before, like I coached football at Blinn Junior College mm-hmm. because I was dealing with just a bunch of very immature kids. Yeah. I was hard but fair. There were consequences in place, and once those consequences were paid... Whether they stayed out late and they had to run or whatever, I was good. Yeah. But I would always ask them, do you know why you had to do 300 yards of up-downs? Because mm-hmm. I, I miss curfew, coach. That's right. Okay, we're good. Thanks. Number 10 is stay calm. I don't always do that, but <laughs> I highly endorse it. Number 11, get down on your child's level. When you're talking to your children, especially to criticize, kneel or sit. I don't have time for all that. I'm not going to... You're not going to bend the knee? Eile... <laughs> Look now. Sometimes I will say, "Hey, look me in the eye." Uh-huh. But a lot of times I'm just. Do you have an eye? A preferred running. eye. Uh-huh. Which one? Right. <laughs> Number twelve. Don't lecture. I'm not. Oh God, no! You're a huge lecturer. No, I'm not. Mm. I'm I'm swift. Um, I like to get get it over with. I like to nip it in the bud, and I like to move on. There's no lecture unless <laughs> you're like a big time lecturer no i'm, I'm really yes, not i don't yes. like to dwell on it, especially when they're and if it's a teaching moment yes but if oh, it's an God. in trouble moment i don't like to dwell on if something bad happened number 13 criticize the behavior not the child absolutely without a doubt they're not bad kids they made mm-hmm. poor decisions or they're making poor decisions you agree with that i know yes you do. reinforce positive behavior that's a little bubble gum and rah rah for me we spend so much time criticizing negatives and not enough time complimenting the positive. Heartfelt comments like, I'm so proud of you when I see you cleaning up your toys go a long way. Now, I'm okay with that, but I don't think you got in trouble and now I need to reinforce you positively. Does that make sense? <laughs> redirect, redirect, redirect. No. But I, I think I do enough positive reinforcement the rest of the time yeah. where it works out. Play games. 15 is play games. Let's see who can put the most toys away. I bet I can put my shoes on before you can. That worked when they were two. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work now. If I did that with my 10-year-old. He would think you'd lost your mind? Yes. Finally. <laughs> yes, that is for little, little kids. Please don't try that with your 15-year-old. I'll put my shoes on before you're you. And they'll be like, okay. Race you to the car. All right. While well, Ethan like grabs his coffee, his cup of coffee, and tries not to spill it on him. Because he's racing me to the car. <laughs> 16 is avoid tantrums. Learn to recognize what triggers your child's tantrums. Oh, I thought I meant you don't have a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it at first also. I don't want to go to work. I That's my big deal. And we don't have tantrums anymore. But especially out in a grocery store mm-hmm. or a mall or just in public. Has either one of your children ever thrown themselves on the ground? Once. Each of them did it once. Not in public, at home. And that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, never again. Seriously, one time. <laughs> never spank in anger. Oh, uh, well, then it's not fun. <laughs> if I was not going to spank well, when what? I was angry, I wouldn't spank. Well, okay. Then that completely negates the banking part of it, right? Because if I wait until I'm not angry. <laughs> Just not okay, as- I've cooled off now. Let me spank you. No, no, no. this no. would be me. I forgot why I was so upset. Exactly, yes. 18 is a huge one. No shaking. Oh, yeah, don't shake the baby. Well, don't shake a 10-year-old either. Eventually, well, Can get... you knock them upside the head? Well, you said... Because sometimes you... that makes them, their sense come back. I wonder if no, like, striking in the face is on here. We'll see in just a minute. <laughs> I think... But don't even shake... People just know that. You don't punch your kid. Well, you said you would... Knock them upside the head. Yes. No, I would open hand smack my kid across the face. If he called you a bee? Uh, y'all. Yeah. 
19. I mean, you're grabbing yours by the throat. So yes, putting them up against the wall. You're going to choke them out or something. 19 is no bribes. Completely agree with that. If you do uh, this, I'll give you this. Yeah, I've done that. It works. No. Be a grown-up. That's my favorite. Number 20 on this list is be a grown-up. So many times, Tanya will call me and say, you need to talk to your daughter. So I talk to my daughter. We get the thing. I'm, I don't know. I've been in Marathon, Texas, just outside of Big Bend, and had this conversation with my daughter. And so we get it remedied. I say, put your mom back on the phone. And these are my exact words to my wife. Everybody's judging me now. Whatever. <laughs> I say, you are a grown-up. Deal be with a your grown up. six-year-old. Be a grown-up. Yes. Sometimes it's just... You just want, you want to run away. You don't want to do it. Okay. 21 is no whining. Tell your children that you simply don't respond to whining. Mm-hmm. And number 22 is set a good example. If your children see you and their mother arguing without violence, they'll learn to do the same. <laughs> if your kids see you and your, your spouse arguing and using the F word, <laughs> they're going to love and learn and do the same thing. No violence, just foul language. <laughs> It's all good. 22 discipline <laughs> ideas that really do work for dad. <laughs> Why do they Why have it? to genderize it? I don't know. It. Because it's for all pro dad. 22 mm. discipline ideas for dad. On the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast, I'm Drew. That's Shauna. We'll be right back. Our lives are defined by opportunities, even the ones we miss. I'm Dan Johnson, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Welcome back to Defining Audacity. I'm Drew. That's Shauna. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks to all of our sponsors for allowing us to do this, especially to Whiskey Morning Coffee. If you like whiskey and you like coffee, go to whiskeymorningcoffee.com and type in that promo code Live On Purpose. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It is fantastic coffee. Thanks to Whiskey Morning Coffee for believing in the Defining Audacity brand and the Live On Purpose initiative. I have one more daddy thing for you. I know how much you hate that word. I do hate that word. So we're driving over to your house today and... Crash asked me a question I did not know the answer to. And I just want to see how you would answer it. It's a benign question. He said, how would you describe something that tastes bitter? Okay. How would you do it? Um, Oaky. Oaky? Okay. Um, Sour? He said sour, and I said, that's not completely true, because I think sour, I think a lemon. Acidic? Okay, that's not really going to resonate with a Mm. 10-year-old. Oh, and happy well, birthday to my son, by the way. He turned 10 on Sunday. Well, happy birthday, Crash. But, okay, why can't he just use bitter? He wants to know what that meant. Uh-huh. I think probably what I have to do is give him something that tastes bitter and say, this is what bitter tastes like. Oh, let's dig some stuff out of the refrigerator. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. His teacher told him that bitter was an unripe pecan. And she's right. That is okay. bitter. Uh-huh. But if you've never eaten an unripe pecan, you don't know. There's no frame of reference there. Right. So he stumped me. Huh. I don't get stumped very often. I'll make some stuff up in a second. And just like that, your 10-year-old is smarter than you. I know. Anyway, I, just, I wanted to get your hot sports opinion on how to explain bitter to someone. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't uh, know. See? Tell them not to worry about it. <laughs> just Crash, um, y- y- next. Do you have another question? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> You should get one pass. Okay, I have something real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you've seen any movies recently, but I've been trying to watch the ones that won, but you know that were up for awards or okay. that were new over the season. So Jeff and I did watch Parasite, which won Best Picture. Okay, yes. Totally worth it. I recommend everybody watch it. I had no idea what it was about. It doesn't throw you that there are um, subtitles. You kind of forget all about it. All right. It. One of the best movies I ever saw was Life is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. A lot of, yeah. I think the whole thing was in subtitles. It was fantastic. So really good. Then Sunday, I wasn't feeling well, so I stayed mostly. Diarrhea? No, no. I felt achy, like I was A trying fevery. to get something. Yeah, Feverish. I was real achy. Um, Jeff and I were going to go to the TC baseball game. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. So he went without me, and I, I laid in bed, and I just was watching movies. I watched Waves. Have you heard of it? Nope. It's new. Was it up for an award? I don't know if it was up for awards, but it was out in the awards season. But it is very intense, very good movie. Um, As a parent, uh, it will break your heart. And it'll... Sounds awesome. Well, but it's... I think it's... It just goes to show you that you can raise your kids the right way. You can be hard on your kids. You can make sure they're... They are smart and they are in sports and they do all these things and one or two little things can trip them up and then their whole life turns upside down. I encourage you to watch it. It is hard to watch. It did make me have all the feels, but I thought it was a really 
important and just it just makes you want to like hug your kids and say like oh just do your best it's good really good there's a guy sterling k brown the he's in this is us do you still watch this is us no okay he's the the dad the dad um one of the dads okay anyway he's in it it's really really good okay so very hard to so watch check out Parasite and Waves. Waves. And then if you haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari, I highly recommend it. That keeps coming up. I need to see that. And then uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So good. My brother-in-law just told me about that. It's really good. Okay, gosh. I need it to snow or something so I can watch movies. Yeah, right. Or just maybe take a break from Breaking Bad. You've already seen it. I'm almost done. Okay. But you've already seen it. I've got a season and a half to go. Okay. So good. I know it is good. It holds up. It does hold up. And it makes me feel like I can really do nothing wrong. (laughs) <laughs> well, watch Waves, and then you'll know that you can do lots of things wrong. Okay. Really quickly. Let me finish Walter White first. Okay. He inspires me. Does he? Yeah, he cooks meth and gets away with it. He's a badass. This sounds like a not-so-good message to tell your children. Okay. Um, I don't let my kids listen to this podcast, so we're good. That's probably smart. It is. We started out so PG, and then it took a really ugly turn. It did? I think the first episode we ever did was... <laughs> At least PG-13, if not MA for mature. Well, you kept, you would not cuss, and I would cuss. And I know, I, you've I really corrupted me. I know, it's it's okay. It's I had good. a couple of listeners say that. They're like, you used to didn't cuss on the show, but now well, you, you cuss scared. all the time. You were scared. Scared of what? I don't know. I don't backlash from backlash? sponsors. Backlash? I don't what? know. What? I just don't I'm not scared of anything. You're a pussachit, pussitarian. We already said that. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Defining Audacity. I'm Drew. That's I'm, Shauna. I'm Shauna. What'd I say? You, well, you said it for me. Oh. Thank you for listening to Defining Audacity. I'm Drew. I'm Shauna. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have a kick-butt awesome day. Really do appreciate you tuning in. We say that all the time, but we mean it with our heart and our soul. We cannot do this without you guys. And thanks to all of our sponsors for allowing us to do what we do. Have a kick-butt awesome day, Shauna. You too. Have a kick-butt awesome day. Just remember, tomorrow's not a guarantee. So make the important things important. See ya. Lift pants on fire. Bye. Bye. The corner dive down on the square where the windows hang with neon flare. Regular shoot horse and pool while the barmaid wishes a place were half full. She works a jar with a discount flirt in her faded Houston oiler shirt. While an old crow sings down on a stage Thumbing the chords on a crinkle page He plays the Zeev on tunes Neither golf moon You take a walk down along the wall You go right on past the carnival Hand in hand with the keeper kind The kind that ties to the ties that bind You don't care for the carny man Or the fortune teller who reads your hand You just be lying for a bungalow Where the curtains flutter and candles glow In the heart of June Neath the gulf moon And here I'm on a midnight porch Looking up at a butane torch that hangs behind a black expanse where the stars flicker, planets dance. It's probably time I pack it in. I got a glass half full of Jameson. Well, I was born to crew. I might as well need the Gulf Moon. Down by the jetty near the Balinese Pier The curmudgeons all drink their yellow belly beer They bitch about the price of gas And the fish that they can't seem to catch They blame it on the islands way down south From the Bayou Marsh and the Delta Mouth Where the choppers roll and tankers come In the midnight days for the oil drum They cannot leave too soon Neither the Gulf Moon
Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. We inspire people to throw a wrench in the status quo and put your goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. Are you living a bored, joyless, and uninspired life? We'll inspire you to live on purpose. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.